The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Beards, Ears, and Skulls, the best podcast for Warhammer, the old world. Ears. You know, it also could have been Beards, Ears, and Bones, but then our acronym instead of BASS would we be the BEB old world podcast. <laughs> BEB. The BEB. 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 I don't mind that. Little Bebby. The little, uh, we're the best. Huge fan of Little Debbie. Snack. What about Big Debra? I thought I was a snack pack. It's a, you're the snack that smiles back. <laughs> yeah, but if we add Zinch, uh, because Tim plays that too, now it's the best podcast. Gold Zinch. Gold Zinch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of gold. But yeah, welcome back everybody. This is episode two. Gotta be careful saying gold around a dwarf player. That's true. I'm, I will take it whether it hurts me or not. It's mine. It's my gold now. Why is it gonna hurt you? You never know. It could be booby trapped. That's true. Or baby trapped. Or Betty trapped. Mm-hmm. Bessie trapped? I was going for Debbie and I forgot and mixed up the, <laughs> the consonants. But yes, last episode we went over who we were. I am Taylor a little bit. Taylor. You're actually Taylor most of the time. Most of the time. The intern of PCN. I'm here with my friend Dan, even though he's got those horrible, horrible pointy ears. No, I don't have dark elves. Shut up. And then Dan. Tin. Tim. Mud. Mud. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> Tim. No, I was going for the, there's those that call me. Tim. You Because you forgot your name, you Tim? didn't make something up? No. I'm just saying, I'm just saying my name, Tim. Well, he's, he had a real long, complicated name, but John Cleese forgot it, so that's why he pauses <laughs> and just says, Tim? Wait, really? And they kept it, because it's Are you hilarious. serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. I did so, not know that either. I think I was looking like on like the IMDb trivia about it, and it's like, yeah, he just forgot the line. That's <laughs> they kept fantastic. It. <laughs> what would you call John Cleese if he was multiple gooses? John Geese? Gleese. Oh, see, I got excited. Geese. Then it sounded too much like leaking, and I don't like that. Yeah. So, But anyways, uh, uh, this is an old world podcast. Oh, if, yeah. If you don't know what that is. It's Warhammer Fantasy. With a blue book. With a blue book this time, instead of a red one, because it's been red for a very long time. Yeah, but you can still say BRB because it's a big rule book. It's a big rule book. Oh. It's a big rule book. Yeah. I actually had a friend purchase my rule book, um, Kelly. So I've been using Kelly's blue book. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. I didn't didn't pick up on it right. I didn't know where you're going at first. I really thought it was going to be marsupial (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) 
Oh man. But yes, welcome in. Welcome to episode two. Last episode, we went over a little bit who we were, the the timeline of the old world. Uh, this is during the age of three emperors. Yeah. Uh, this is before the first great incursion of chaos. Um, so yeah, welcome to episode two, where we're going to talk about, hey, more stuff as well as things. There's so many stuff and things to talk about. There it's are true. a lot of things and stuff. There's going to be so much more when we get our hands on the actual books. Uh, right? We're recording be this fantastic. before release. <laughs> Which is, and I think it comes out in what, like 10 days time or something like that? Yeah, roughly. A week. So, yep. Or eight, yeah, eight days. Yeah. The 20th of January, (laughs) 2024. Yeah, about 10 days. Eight days, yeah. Yeah. It's almost 10. That's about, I'm okay, fine. It was great podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, cut all this out. Um, (laughs) You big, beautiful man. Uh, I'm excited. So have you guys ordered your books yet? I have not. No, I'm actually waiting for them to just come into Bearded Dragon, and I'm just going to go in and buy them there. Nice. I pre-ordered mine from FrontlineGaming.org using the link that's in the show notes, and it helped support the network directly. It was super nice. Wow. If you told me about that, like, you last, could still do it now. Like last year. I still told you about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> You've been, I mean, you guys have been talking about this game for like four years. I didn't think it was actually ever coming out, but now it's apparently <laughs> coming either. out. <laughs> it announced it over four years ago. But yeah, anything on that Frontline Gaming link that you buy in the show notes helps us out directly. And you can get all your stuff. You can get your match, your movement trays. You have pretty steep discounts, too. They are certainly sub-retail. Mats, movement trays, minis, and more. Event tickets. Events, mickets. Nope. I'm going to stop saying words now because we're getting weird. (laughs) Flashbacks (laughs) to that Pathfinder 2 game. (laughs) Every day. Every day. But um, yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about our plans in the last episode, and I want to go a little bit further into those. Deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper into the mines. And we're going to start out with Tim. Oh, okay. And before we start out with Tim, I have some explaining to do. Because last episode, we said we were going to talk about Stillmania. Oh, yeah. So Stillmania is an idea that came about from uh, a gentleman named Nigel Stillman. Can I make a, a guess at what it is? Yes. It is a form of group psychosis that happens when everyone wants to walk around on stilts. No, that's stiltmania. Oh, gotcha. You're very close. Though. Okay. Yep. You're very close. Uh, which hopefully, hey, we'll see him at uh, MCP at some point. That'd be really dope. Yeah, it would be. <clears throat> so stiltmania, you pick your army just under 2,000 points, right? Which is pretty much where we're going to be playing I feel like for the most point, hmm. most part anyway. At least in the beginning. Right. And then we'll see what's the most comfortable after some time. Right, exactly. Uh, you write down the roster and never change it. Write down the roster, that's <laughs> Tim's it. Tim's sold. No, I, I remember he sent an infograph with all of this on it earlier, yeah. but I didn't read it. It's like from an ancient White Dwarf magazine. Okay. Yep, yep. so uh, make sure it fits the background. So this is all about the lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stillmania is Tim about- books to listen to. Yeah, yeah, get get some books yeah. that uh, people read to you. Uh, collect and paint the army. This is very old school Warhammer. Give it three coats of gloss varnish and then never touch it with a paintbrush again. <laughs> I have played against those armies. It's everything shiny. Everything shiny. <laughs> to be fair, the guy had lizard men, so it kind of worked. Yeah, right. And everything was shiny with tons of gloss varnish. What is it? So what does that mean? Like, do you paint it and then... Yes. Okay. Yep. Paint everything and then three coats of gloss varnish. So you give it a varnish so it doesn't chip as easily, especially okay. if they're metal. Mm. Yeah. But some reason back in the day, for Warhammer Fantasy at least, it might have been 40K as well. Everyone used gloss varnish. I don't think matte varnish was a thing, like for hobbyists. I don't know how Is matte varnish another person that comments on the game? Uh, it's actually matte 
uh, Matthew Varnish at Mini Wargaming's cousin. Oh, Matt Varnish. <laughs> Um, so yeah, give every character a name and every regiment a name. Every unit, every character, everything has a name. Yeah, actually, I, I actually do really do. like this. Yeah, I need to do that part. Don't possess extra units. <laughs> Just stick with what you have. Uh, make a carrying case that fits, fits the army. Fight every battle with the same army and never change anything. Fight even big games with just the 2,000 points <laughs> and to hell with the odds. It's literally in there. Never vary or change your army in every any way. Model every magic item on the character who carries it no matter what. Wait, because you're not changing the list anyway. Right. Uh, what you see in the army is what you get literally. So if these people have uh, additional hand weapons, you ha they have to be on the mini, etc. So yes. real quick, we're going to use the acronym WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. Which is what that stands for. What you see is what you get. So whatever oh. the model actually has modeled on them is what they have in the rules. I thought that was the name of one of the Willy Wonka like candies. <laughs> that too, yeah. It actually makes everything that you say appear on your body. Gotcha. I, I thought it was yeah. like a cotton candy you could wear as a wig. Because <laughs> you'd be careful if somebody's not saying whippy stick, because then you might get hit with one. Correct. If you say whippy stick, you get hit with a whippy <laughs> stick? Yeah, or if you, like, cheat or something. I yeah. probably have one down here somewhere. I feel like someone broke one on my arm. It might have been Timmy. Uh, always give your opponent nice. the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Um, who cares if all your opponents know your army composition by heart? Let the only surprises be your deployment and your tactical moves. Uh, shrug Wait. off defeat, learn from the lessons, keep practicing, play for the fun of playing. When you win, the excellence of your generalship will be beyond doubt. So I <clears throat> I actually really like to give uh, your opponent the benefit of the doubt because yeah. as, as we've discussed across multiple shows on the network, I can't read. And I... <laughs> And I'm certainly not going to read my opponent's list or yeah. try to figure out what they do. So I just hope they're not cheating right? Um, and call it a day. Especially the game like this where there's 15-ish different armies. Yeah. Like, you're not going to know them all. No. It I barely know mine. So <laughs> yeah. Right. right. You can't even read your own rules. Right. So Ever since I became a Skaven player, it's just like, I don't... <laughs> Well, here's the good news. Skaven, 2,000 points of Skaven's got to be, what, 300 minis? That's not a lot. No, no, no. It's like playing Zinch, or uh, Tyranids. Tyranids. Yeah. Our uh, Skaven Slave's going to be half points again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eighth edition of Skaven Slave was one half of a point. <laughs> it was awesome. It's like awesome. a bit. It's like so 12 good. and a half cents. Why do we need a measurement? For <laughs> it's, <so good. laughs> it's an eighth of a dollar. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, man. So that's still mania. I've always wanted to do it, but I, I've never just... Never been able to commit almost, to the bit that hard. You almost got there with your cave ogres. I did, yeah. I loved that list where yeah. you just like, you took very minimal magic items. None. Was it none? None. I thought you had like one magic weapon or something. No, I took um, magic and big names. Right. Yep. Okay, fair. And that way, instead of spending a few hundred points on magic items, you just had more ogres. And it was actually a pretty effective list. I actually, so I really don't hate this at all. What's it called again? Still Mania. Still Mania. Yep. All right. Was Stillman was his name? Yep, Nigel Stillman. I was going to say Nigel as a joke because I assumed he's British, and it would have been right. And I don't mean this in a rude way at all, but the guy looks like a Nigel. Absolutely. Like, he just looks like Nigel. Oh, if you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, smashing. <laughs> not Thornberry, but a Nigel. Smashing. Sure. I mean, uh, but Dude uh, loved capers. If there's anyone who I, who I would uh, peg that would, you know, stick with a bit, it was Tim. Yeah. So, like, still mania just seemed right up your alley. It's very legitimately, it seems 
very useful if you're picking up an additional army. If you want yeah. to play something else, you have your main force that you know that you're constantly building and, and modifying. But it's like, oh, I'd like to try out this other thing. I think Still Mania is like literally perfect for that. Yeah. As far as like setting a budget and a goal and like, listen, you're not going to dedicate your whole time to this because you still have you know your other your baby boys back over here that you can flesh out more. Right. Exactly. And the thing that I love about it the most is giving a name to everything, yes. naming every character, yes. and mm-hmm. having the whole thing just be based on lore. Tickles my fancy so hard. Well, in the general too, you're going to, to events, sorry, or tournaments or whatever, and like, well, how did how did Gary's knuckle dusters do, or how did uh, Gary Punchmander work out? <laughs> Gary's knuckle dusters is gold, right? Like, <laughs> I finally remembered Elizabeth's goblin character was Harriet. Harriet, right? Yeah. Yep. She always had Harriet in the list, always. no matter what. But and I, Harriet would always be awesome. Yeah. But I mean, as far as tracking that and like even writing a blog or something about like you could do that so narratively. That's so cool. I like it a lot. Uh, That's a new last episode. You asked about goals. That's going to be a new goal for me is like characters are going to have names whenever I play like a uh, elf archmage. It's going to be that archmage. Yeah. I used to when I used to write up lists, like typing them up into, you know, Microsoft Word. Right. uh, Because that's, you know, I I used to do it in Excel. Yeah. A lot of people did Excel. (laughs) Um, I would give them names then, but I usually change it from game to game. And they're usually based off of something from pop culture. Like for a long time, my chaos uh, Marines in 40K uh, were based off like Fire Nation people from Avatar. The last oh, airbender. So awesome. like my chaos lord was Ozai, and then like the lieutenant was Zuko and whatnot. I don't remember that at that all. That was fun. That's pretty cool. One of my favorite things in playing like tactics games, like video games, like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or Disgaea or something like that, especially when you are making or recruiting monsters and stuff into your party, I would always set a theme that was a broad category and everyone had to be named in that theme. Mm. I always loved it. It could be like color theory or porn categories <laughs> one of my favorites my monks were always named hardcore and softcore and like, <laughs> the mesmer was a bond was bondage i just i thought that was the funniest shit in the world and i i really like that like the 30th time you play pokemon yellow and you, you got a theme on the nicknames for all your pokemon yes. one time i played through and they're all x-men names so like jolteon was quicksilver mm-hmm. and golem was colossus and blah 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 Foods was another great one, or oh, yeah. video game Flam. categories. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is just Blood Bowl. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Come up with a name theme for a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Elizabeths, right? You know? <laughs> I, I actually really like them. that. Right? <laughs> Tube meats, you know what I mean? Brat, <laughs> sausage, hot dog. Taylor seven Ham. Other, seven, seven other examples, yeah. <laughs> pork chutney. <laughs> Vienna. A pork roll. Oh, Vienna's a really good one for something like that, actually. Yeah. Spam. Hillshire. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I, I figured you'd be the guy to talk about Stillmania with. I, I think yeah. my goal for my dwarves has always been collect 10,000 points. <sighs> always been my goal to have the dwarf throng, right? That's Dwarves are one of the more difficult armies to do that with because they don't have like big centerpiece models. Like, right. Hyo's not that bad because you could have four dragons and that's, you know, a thousand. Over, you could make that at like a thousand points. Yeah, right. Exactly. Is, is that possible in the old world? Where, uh, kind of effectively what you're talking about last episode where you can only have X amount of things ever in a particular army. Like, does it get to a point when you get to 10,000 points that like you would have so much redundancy that you could never even make use of? So the way that I set up the army for eighth edition, No. 
And the reason was I focused on 10,000 points of just things that I want to collect, yeah. not so much a functional 10,000 point army, although it also was. So for example, I wanted 30 of each type of warrior, right? I wanted 30 great weapon warriors and 30 uh, sword and board warriors, right? I wanted 30 uh, great weapon longbeards and 30 sword and board longbeards. And then I would okay. just go through and like the same for quarrelers and same for thunderers and all that sort of stuff. I wanted every single miniature of... Um, engineers and runesmiths and rune lords uh just a couple of gyrocopters i wanted x amount of cannons x amount of grudge throwers and i put it all in a list and i was like wow that's that's like 8500 points just 1500 yeah. more points of random stuff and i have a 10,000 point list that i could have you know dan and tim and some of our other friends fight as, uh, oh, like as yeah. an army collective together yeah. against an entire dwarf hold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It also gives you so much versatility where it's like, I'm, I'm going to play a game of nothing but iron breakers at right. minimum core. So, I, and again, it was just 30 iron breakers because that's all I wanted to collect. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, 40 hammers because the box that I was buying came in groups of 20, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, it just, it left a lot of room for, if I did want to do 40 iron breakers, I could just put unit filler in. Right. And unit filler is, is essentially I love unit filler. Right. Yeah, so, so it's a base cool. with thematic bits on it. Oh, okay. And that you just put in as stand in for minis. I had unit gotcha. filler for um, my empire list back in the day uh, to expand it out. I had a box of just, uh, they were ogre iron guts. Oh, yeah. Right? They were awesome. So they were on the same footprint base. The, the state troops were on 20 millimeter bases and the ogres were on 40 millimeter bases. So they would take up the spot of four dudes. So I had them in a horde formation. I just plopped three ogres like throughout the middle and they were all painted the same theme as the the rest of the army so then as the unit died like oh there goes four guys take the ogre off you know he doesn't actually count as an ogre okay a lot of people there's some really creative things out there gw actually put an article about about it the other day like actually promoting unit filler which i thought was really interesting yeah for real that they would promote it and they they showed off some uh some some ideas that they had from bits that come in gw products mm -hmm. which is really cool so i have a bunch of like extra engineering bits from the canon uh sets mm. that i'm going to throw on bases and put in my army it could be like, oh, this is a cannon that hasn't been assembled on the battlefield yet, or it broke. Right. And now we need to repair it, so we're bringing it back. Yep. Gotcha. Really so cool they're almost stuff. proxies or tokens, kind yes. of. Yes. More or less. Okay. Exactly that. Yep. So that's really cool More if fancy. they promoted it. Yeah. More or less. <clears throat> so, uh, if you could solidify five armies that you're going to stillman. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know if I'm going to boil it down to that, but... <laughs> Uh, I've always been super interested in in Zinch. I really like him a lot. I think he's a cool dude, and I'll never change my mind about that. Um, Skaven also seemed dope. Um, undead. I just like undead dudes, man. I also like orcs and goblins, and I know you're a big orcs and goblins guy. Um, Specifically night goblins. Love them. Yes. But it's actually probably not super far outside of that. I like chaosy things. So, yeah, Skaven, Zinch. Any of the good guys. Undead. Yeah, all the good. Yeah, all the good guys. Actually. <laughs> all of the people that aren't making decisions, they're just following their nature, right? They are the more natural orders of this game. Yeah, for there's sure. No politics in Skaven. I mean, there uh, are. Uh, <laughs> like, there's a lot. There's no there's politics, politics in, in, in Skaven in between the chaos cult, right? There's, <laughs> there's no politics in. <laughs> oh. I think <laughs> you could get away with that with orcs and goblins. Their politics is, "I'm bigger than you. Let's fight." That's yeah, cool. I mean, them and ogres is the same politics. <laughs> <laughs> They're 
Beastmen pretty much are the same thing too. Yeah, for sure. But so it would be uh, Tomb Kings, uh, Legacy, Vampire Counts, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Zinch, Skaven, and Orcs and Goblins. Nice. I can't wait. That's 10,000 points all. right there. <laughs> 2,000 points of each. Well, bam. No, 2,000. They'll be named and that's yep. it. I think, honestly, Zinch would be super easy to do with yeah. Stillmania, right? You have a, a Fate Weaver that's named. You have a unit of horrors that is named, you know? Yeah. It's super easy to do. Mm. Skaven, for me personally, um, I like the the option to play a whole bunch of different lists, right? Uh, which is why my Ogre Kingdom army just got out of control, right? And I just had way too much stuff. I was never going to paint it. And I was like, okay, I, I need to offload this for some other things. Back off, back off. Right. Um, so I like the, the the option to play anything that I feel like at any given time, uh, which I think Skaven for me would be like, I want to try every clan. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I would easily gather way too many rats, <laughs> you know? So, but I think, you know, saying... I want a clan molder army that's 2,000 points. You know, it would be super dope. Yeah, for real. Right? Mm -hmm. All right. So we know what Tim's doing for the next year and a half to five years. <laughs> five years. <laughs> Collecting that. Uh, Dan, we touched a little bit on your on your um, plans mm -hmm. for the old world. I want you to like deep dive into, I know you've been talking with some people about maybe getting some high elves at some point, some mm -hmm. more. Um, your beastmen are, are on round bases. Yeah. But we can fix that. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not going to re-rebase them. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't have the time for that kind of stuff anymore. I'd rather use that time for painting than that kind of hobbying. Um, so I'm going to be getting some of uh, the round base conversion movement trays kind of thing there. Um, so I can just plop them on the movement trays and not have to pry them all off the bases and re-glue right. and re basing material and all that. So as someone that doesn't know how to hobby at all, how do you, in fact, rebase things? So the, what I'm going to have to do with my dwarves, because my base sizes have all gone up, yeah. right? So they're on 20s right now. They all need to be 25s. So I have to either take clippers or an X-Acto knife and cut the base off that they're currently on. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, some plastic card and draw, uh, like cut out flagstones more or less and make it look like I'm in a dwarf hold or like mines of a dwarf hold, and I'll put a couple of flagstones on there, cover it with sand, literally just like... Mm -hmm. um, hobby sand or yeah, modeling sand. I'm trying to think, uh, play, like playground sand, yeah. essentially, yeah. right? And then... Just go to your local playground, take a couple scoops. Yeah, That's the thing. So like, Watch I'm just talking <laughs> about this, as far as real issues, playgrounds, they use those wood chips now. It's true. They don't even use rocks. You can't even get free rocks no more. And we're like three <laughs> hours from the closest beach, so... Right. <laughs> Can't even get roof rocks anymore. Oh, dude, I remember hum chucking little tiny pebbles at people. I, handfuls of gravel, man. All that the was the best game on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this will go in his eyes. It did. Now I'm in trouble. Dropping rocks down the slide and hearing yeah. the noise. Oh, <laughs> having that dust all over you. Mm -hmm. oh. Having the, This is like divot around the merry-go-round of mm -hmm. rocks. Yep. From where people scratch their feet in the uh, swing <laughs> as well. Yeah. So so rebasing of models isn't difficult. It's just time consuming. Yeah. Yep. Especially if you have an established army and you have dozens, if not hundreds of miniatures to do it with. It just takes a long time uh, and you have to procure all those new bases as well, which aren't always super cheap. Yeah. So sure. my my pro my thought process here is uh, my high elves are on the old size bases. They've all gone up a little bit. In the high, all their infantry were on 20 millimeters. 20 millimeter bases are not a thing in Old World. 
Anything that was on 20 is going up to 25. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a single miniature that's on a 20. I, I yet. mean, maybe like skinks, maybe. Right. No, but we haven't seen that PDF yet. No, right? hold on. So, do you have to rebase those or can you get movement trades for those? So, they also, so uh, people are producing movement trades for that purpose as well. Okay. So, like, I was looking through uh, mini wargaming forge i think it's called yeah has a whole bunch you can buy the stls or you can buy them printed uh and shipped to you where they have all different sizes of like 20 to 25 conversion so just it's a tray with a bunch of slots you just slot in your 20 millimeter movement trays and there's space between Mm -hmm. uh to make up for that difference and then you could like you know put your basing material on the movement tray but i don't think that's totally necessary because it's such a small area yeah you know it's five millimeters between models um two and a half well between each model yeah would be five sure <laughs> uh but then, I, don't know, I can't do uh that. and there's all kinds of like you can get like five by five so five wide five deep you can get like six wide whatever you, there's all different combinations you can get of that as well um so like i don't have to rebase all those models i'll buy a few of those or print a few of those whatever it might be and then boop 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 they're on the tray. They're good to go. So speaking of that specifically, um, something you're going to want to watch out for is you can change your ranks in your files. You're like you can change your your composition of how many uh, minis are in a rank versus yes. a file, etc. And you actually get in-game bon- bonuses for doing that, right? So one of them is like marching formation, where if you have more files than ranks, I think it is. I think it, you're you're longer than you are wider. More ranks than I think ranks would be like if you're looking down at the unit would be like the sideways. <laughs> Wait, so uh, so I was going to ask what ranks and files were. Is it effectively rows and columns? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I think ranks okay. are rows, files are columns. Yes. Yep. So each individual unit type uh-huh. has a different um, minimum of uh, minis in a rank. In order to count as a rank so for example easy way is light infantry your normal infantry you need five miniatures in a rank in order to get a rank bonus okay. right which happens in combat resolution makes them better essentially okay if you're heavy infantry you only need four miniatures in a rank they did with i know that's how it is for cavalry they did it with infantry too correct so I'm sure there's a few things that are heavy infantry then. Uh, iron iron breakers, hammers. I was thinking though, like real I, heavy armor stuff, I like think chaos warriors. Phoenix probably. guard are as well. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the um, heaviest infantry that high elves have. Right. Uh, maybe white lions too, but I I can't remember. Yeah, I don't can't know. Can't remember on that one. I but um, but you can actually change your rank and file uh, composition to do like you're you're ready for combat or you're marching faster. So you you might want to look into multiple trays right. in order to you know move around your miniatures, uh, which might become kind of a pain. Yes. During the game, but at the same time, while you're playing a game, couldn't you, you also just kind of turn it sideways? Yeah, but then you're not facing the enemy, and I know that really bothers everybody. <laughs> Facing is also extremely important. No, but Facing. I mean, you so you just move your turn. command models to the front, and you'd be fine, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's what we get, right? <laughs> No, absolutely. Lazy great. Susan movement trade. Absolute dope product idea that someone else will make a bunch of money on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, on the top of barns, they have that north, south, east rooster? Yeah. You get one of those that things. sticks in the middle of the tray, and it's, you're pointing where they're facing. Done. But I want my models pointing the way they're facing. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I All think right. it's a great idea. So just turn them the other way, then. <laughs> but that There's only 90 degrees minutes. in this game, right? This game's played on a grid? Or no? 
<laughs> I haven't played it before. Welcome it's to like the old world, the, the new Warhammer hex bases. <laughs> I know they say hexes, squares. <laughs> no, so um, the the front rank is actually it's called your fighting rank. So it's very important that your command models are up front, which is your unit champion, your musician, and your standard bearer. That are all optional. Yes, they're all optional. Plus, any characters that join a unit usually go in the front rank. Uh, there's a rule now that your front rank can't consist just of characters, which is great. Yeah. Very happy about that. So do, I assume that means your characters and stuff fight first, or how does that? So it's so, all based on initiative. Yeah, the order you fight in is based off their initiative stat. Each individual m- m- uh, model in the unit? Yeah. Correct. So his- Oh, really? His, uh, yeah, so his uh, lord is going to have a super high initiative, like eight or nine seven or something. Or something seven, like yeah. That, yeah. Um, which is going to be- the scale of initiative? From- uh, Higher's better, I'm assuming? One yes. to ten. Okay. Yep. Three is like normal human. You've had some training maybe uh, for most stats across the board. Like an Empire State Trooper is threes pretty much across the board for weapon skill, uh, ballistic skill, initiative. Strength, um, toughness. Strength and toughness. And then like seven is average for leadership. Anything higher than that is good. Lower than that's pretty bad. Um, And then like movement standard is usually four. four. For like humanoid things, like dwarves are slow, so they're three. Elves are fast, so they're five. So, in when say two units are fighting, um, and you have a character that has a higher initiative than the rest of the the um, models in that particular unit, uh, would the character potentially attack first, and then you would take attack attacks back? Yes, potentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. Just straight That's initiative order. So, like my high elves have a huge advantage there. Um, so, in older editions, when something would charge into another unit, mm-hmm. the chargers would just go first. But now they get a bonus to initiative. Yes. Correct. Okay. So yeah, and charging gives you a bonus. And it instead. can be huge as well. You can get like up to plus three. You can get up to plus four and higher. Yeah. Based on special rules. Something it's I was reading crazy. today, like even people with great weapons can strike first, even though they have the strikes last rule, because that rule bumps your initiative down to one. But then you, but get the then bonus you add the modifiers Correct. to it. Cool. Because it used to be just you went last in combat no matter what, which wasn't terrible but i like this version a lot better because it makes sense if a unit with great weapons charges in they're going to have them ready to come and strike as soon as they hit into combat well when you charge with a two-handed weapon it's up over your head and you're yelling right so then you bring it down immediately yeah you're ready and primed so one of the biggest reasons for that change specifically is because now if based on initiative order if your model in the fighting rank dies before you, it it fought in the initiative order, it does not get to fight. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. Which is huge. So you can easily, it, there's a very good potential to charge into a unit and your opponent doesn't get to fight back if you kill enough. Or alternatively, you could also lo- use, lose some units if they have a character or something that's... That's real yeah. fast. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So me charging into, into Dan is the ideal scenario for me because my initiative is like two or three. It's real bad. Dwarves are not fast. And they right. are known for being slow. Well, and all of them have block. They're impossible to attack. <laughs> <laughs> and I think elves default. I think their lowest is four. Yeah. Or I, five. I even. think my highest is three. Is, that's like sure. a dwarf lord. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But my, I'm like weapon skill eight or something. Yeah. Like they're very good at combat. Um, I'm really excited to see the, the interplays of initiative here. Agreed. It's going to be a lot more interesting than throwing bodies at each other and then just throwing buckets of dice at each other you know which i love throwing buckets of dice don't get me wrong we are going to be throwing fewer dice as well yes because they got rid of the step up rule which i'm fine with correct what what was the step up which was if like so 
you charged in, you went first. Uh, whatever wounds you did, they would remove from the back of the unit, and they would still just fight as normal with whatever they had in the front. Gotcha. So if somebody dies, somebody steps up to replace them, and they yeah. get to fight. So, so no you can keep your case. characters effectively safe by just getting rid of the flak on the back first. Uh, so instead of um, instead of when somebody in a unit dies, they don't get to fight. If somebody in a unit dies, someone else would step up, so you still get an attack. Gotcha. What that was. So characters. Oh, can you only your for, for your frontline attack? As far as I'm aware, only, so they call it the fighting rank. Yeah. yeah. I think there might be some special rules where some armies get. An extra one? There are there are a few things out there. Some spears weapons do it as well. Uh, thrusting spears, which are just like infantry with spears, can fight in another rank. Hmm. Um, Hyels th- used to have a rule that was martial prowess that rank. they fought in another additional rank. Yeah, I think they cha- they still have that rule, but I think they changed how it works. Yeah, I, I, I have necessary. Again, um, I fell asleep during the high elf presentation. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I missed. I, I watched uh, uh, one. Uh, I'll just uh, Gorilla Miniature Games. Yeah, uh, review. Love Ash. Like f- flip through of it, but I, I didn't catch everything. Um, but yeah, I. It, so they've gone back to older versions of the rules where initiative really matters, and if you lose models before they attack, they just don't get to attack. Gotcha. So the organization. So effectively, while gaming in the old world. The organization of your front line is really important. Yes. So like frontlinegaming.org would be a great place to go to pick up any of your stuff for the old world and help the network by using the link in the show notes. That, that was, was really beautiful. Good. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize you were going into a pitch. That was awesome. Oh, um, what a yeah, segue. For sure. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something else there. Um, so, like, you need to think twice about when you're attacking much more than before. That's interesting. Like, is my initiative, yeah. like, especially dwarves, is my initiative going to get up enough to go first? Otherwise, these elves are going to wreck me. So, and what's the delineator for how much extra initiative you get during a charge? Is it, is it a roll? Is it based off abilities? Plus, is it a little bit of everything? I think it's like plus one per inch you charge up to three. Yes, depending on the so formation the you're you in. Go. Yeah, depending on your formation. Yep. Okay. So the, depending on the formation, the farther you charge, which again makes sense. You've got a lot of momentum behind you. Yeah. You know, especially if you have a great weapon. Like and charges <laughs> are random but more reliable than they used to be. Yeah. Um, so for charging now, you roll two D6 and choose one or take the take highest. Take the highest. And yep. then add your movement value to that. So, so like, for elves who are movement five, you know, their charges from what, six to Six to eleven. Six to eleven. Yeah, math or is hard. Dwarves are only four to four nine. to ten. Nine. That's what I said. <laughs> it's been so long since I played a, a Warhammer game. I'm now remembering that you roll to charge to see how far you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it used to be you take two d six, add them together, and add your movement. So you could charge across the table. Yeah. Now it's you have to be real close. A lot closer. Did you take the highest die? Uh, okay, I did see that. So you roll two and you just take the highest. Correct. Unless you charge through terrain, then you have to take the lowest, and you get a minus one to your movement. Ooh, I, like, I yeah. like that change to it. Correct. You just take the lowest instead. If you go way back in editions, it used to just be double your movement value. So yeah. Dwarves just charge six inches. Six inch charge. So they never played combat lists because <laughs> like I'm not gonna get, ever get that close. I'll Correct. be charged before I do that. Yeah. Whereas elves had a ten inch charge. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were. I'm glad they didn't go that route with it. So it, it makes cavalry even more powerful now. Yeah, when you have eight or nine inch movement on your cavalry, and I feel like I've heard that they were lackluster in former editions, like lancers yeah. or, or yes. cavalry, okay. yeah. because of things like stubborn. 
old special rule that made it very hard to break units to, to run away unless you had a ton of models. Eighth edition was the horde edition. If you didn't have at least one unit of 50 models, preferably multiple, it was very difficult to win. Um, but yeah, cavalry and the swift stride, I think is, I think it's still, you roll 3d6. Take the two take, highest. Take two highest? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure. So that makes them. No, 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 no. I thought it was just take roll three d six and take the highest. You just had a better chance of getting a higher roll. Yeah, there. I might be wrong on that. We'll have to. Well, again, we don't have access to the books just yet, so um, a little bit of speculation here. But I've heard a lot. But I know that most cavalry has swift stride as a special rule that gives them uh, better charging. Hey, if you yes. know the swift stride rule, yeah, leave it in a five star review on Audible and Spotify. Absolutely, and Apple Podcast. We'd love to know it. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Because they didn't know the Swiss Stride rule. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close, I'm sure. Uh, which I'm really excited about. I love cavalry armies. Um, and you're talking about before with my plans for Old World um, with um, getting some reinforcements for my high elves. Yeah. Because I, I don't even know. I got, I don't know, 5,000 points or something like that of them. 4,000 at least. Um, friend of the network, uh, Ben, is selling me a good collection of them. He has a lot of it still like in box, still wrapped. Like he never even took awesome. the plastic off. Ben? Yeah. yeah, Rev Right Mad. Back? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, Rev Right Mad. Um, he's selling me a whole bunch of stuff he had back in the day. Just never really got around to. He has some of it. He you said, mean Alyssa never got around to? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he said form. some of. He he listed some things that were also <laughs> assembled and and whatnot. Um, but Who like, would do that. It's a like, huge, <laughs> uh, boost to the army. Yeah, yeah I'm not looking forward we'll get to a it. second dragon. No, I don't like that at all. Real excited. None of that yeah. makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really pumped to add reinforcements there for sure. Um. In terms of like five, so obviously if I were to do five armies, like you asked him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like obviously High Elves and Beastmen because I have them. Um, I've always wanted to do Lizardmen. Mm. Oh, for that's sure. always been like a pipe dream. Uh, I have a little bit that I got like over a year ago. Um, yeah, it's right there. I have a Stegodon I, well, right right I have forever. I just, <laughs> that was just to be a painting project that never finished. Well, then uh, you, my you wrote a campaign too for settling the Southlands that took place in the Southlands with I a bunch did. of lizardmen. So if I wanted to listen to that, hmm? uh, probably the best place to go would be professionalcasual.com. Uh, yeah, or patreon.com slash professionalcasual. Uh, oh, that's uh, right, because you have to be a patron to listen mm-hmm. to it. You can if listen you can... to the whole 71 episode campaign and uh, get the PDF of the campaign for yourself to run. Because you made those rules. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. That's awesome. If you want just a small taste of that Warpstone, you can go over to the YouTube and check out the first few episodes for free. Heck yeah. Like 24. A lot of it. The first third. (laughs) (laughs) Really get a good taste for it. But I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, So, yeah, High Elves, Beastmen, Lizardmen were always way up there. Um, Depending on how animosity has changed, you know. It's gone. Going back to orcs and goblins would be pretty dope. It's gone. What was animosity? So uh, the worst rule in the world. Do you to save you the headache? Do you want the me to explain rule it? in the okay. world? So I'll, so I Go ahead. I gave up on orcs and goblins. Was it eighth edition? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yes, because I have that book behind me. Just so you know, whenever Dan asks kind of what seems like a rhetorical question and then there's a pause, it's because he's looking behind him at his <laughs> massive shelf of <laughs> all the old books. That shelf is book. Boeing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so many more RPG books on that shelf. Um, so Animosity was pretty much every orc and goblin unit that had orcs or goblins in it mm. had this rule. And what it was was at the start of your turn, you rolled a single die for the unit. And if it was two up, you're fine. Every unit in your army. You if roll you a roll a one, 
They were suffering animosity that turn. And every edition changed it up a little bit. Eighth edition was ridiculously so harsh. What does that mean, though? You suffer from animosity. So you roll a one animosity. You roll on the animosity table. So they're mad about something. Wait, they're like infighting and they stuff? They don't get yes. along with That's the other. dopest rule ever. No, okay, so you Hang roll on. you roll on the animosity table. <laughs> like, I understand it was probably super negative, uh, but like... Extremely. No, so it wasn't supposed to be super negative. So once you rolled a one, you then rolled on the table, and some of the results were good. Like, you had to charge if you were able to. Not always a great thing, but you're playing orcs and goblins. They probably want to get into combat anyway. Yeah. So that one is squabble. You either no squabble was the worst. That was like go get. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yep. I'll Sorry. get to squabble. Don't worry. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the episode title. I'll get to squabble. I'll get to squabble. <laughs> uh, I forget what was in the middle because I never rolled it. I always just rolled squabble. Just another one. I think it was one or two. It was a one. They'd squabble. That unit couldn't do a single thing that turn. Mm. And charge. I think they just move forward half their movement. They couldn't shoot. If there was a magic user in the unit, it could not cast spells. Okay. Nothing. And there were, I think a one was the worst was like throw stuff where they would then trigger another unit next to them to also squabble as they're throwing stuff at them to just be a, a pain in the butt. You actually roll dice to see how many models die because you start throwing sharp crap at your friends. So I had- That's so cool. It, it's kind of <laughs> awesome, but I just constantly rolled. I, I'd play against people that would roll two animosity all game. The, the final <laughs> straw for me was a game against Taylor at our local game store, Bearded Dragon. And I animosity with a unit with a level four Great Shaman. What, 350 orc, points? Uh, great Shaman. The super expensive. Three turns in a row. The first three turns of the game. No, I think I got one turn to move. <laughs> three turns in a row. Animosity. Squabble. Couldn't do anything. And I was like... <sighs> he got so angry, he threw a die out of the room. <laughs> Just chucked it behind Dan me. Dan had visible anger? Visible yeah, right? anger. What? Yeah. Yeah. Can't show emotion. It was uh, in a physical form. Not only, wow. that, not only did that unit squabble three turns in a row, every turn, two or three units would get animosity and just ruin everything. Yep. And like it just it just got to the point where it wasn't fun because I like I couldn't play the game because they just kept not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. And it, then draw other units into not do anything. And a game that we're positioning so important. I can't do, I can't move. Oh. So they replaced the rule. I can't remember what it's called, but essentially now it's if you can declare a charge with one of the units that has this special rule, you have to roll a die. On a, on a one through three, you have to declare a charge. On a four up, you don't have to. So that's barely anything. That's barely anything. And, and I know that probably people already that yelling like, you don't have to have animosity in all your units because there were certain ways you could mitigate it. So black like orcs. you could take black orc characters. Yeah, and they black keep orc them in boss, line. big yeah. boss. And they literally boss. beat the orcs to keep So them if you have a black orc character in the unit and you roll animosity, they would inf like inflict D6 strength four hits on the unit and then you would pass the animosity. <laughs> so good but i hate i didn't want to play that kind of game like okay i have to take a black orc big boss and all my big important units now which makes them even more expensive it goes against and whatnot. the still mania lore exactly rule. like it wasn't my army didn't have black orcs or maybe one unit of black yeah. orcs not a black orc character in every unit just to keep them in line i think i think your feelings are very valid there like that's a very negative play experience right 
Yeah. To have that happen. Every time. But narratively, that is so rad. It's okay. so on brand. The it rule really is. Wasn't, the rule itself wasn't bad. I had the worst luck with it. Because mm. I I now inherited Dan's Orcs and Goblins, right? And every time I play them, I roll like two animosity a game. Right. That's it. Without a bunch of black orcs knocking heads together. Yeah, it's just I, night I, I just <laughs> rolled it like it was my job. Here's the thing that I actually really like, and probably actually the reason I'm, I really actually want to get into the old world. When I was playing 40K with you guys, my dice were great. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, <laughs> we have video evidence yeah, of we that. We do. That's rather do. fair. Like, uh, you know... <laughs> That's I showed so up, true. you guys taught me the game, and I was just winning events and tournaments all the time. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Folks, and then, every Tuesday we we play games on Twitch and uh, twitch.tv slash professional casual network, and you can see D Tim's dice just hate him. Just like, so oh, much. cool. Just, all right, 19 dice, zero successes. Cool. All right, what are the odds of that? Literally infinite zero? <laughs> all right, oh, well, cool. I'm going to reroll three of these. I have a 50% chance of success on each of them. I'll be fine. Oh, three blanks. Great. It's called, oh, yeah, the power phase, and it should be called, oh, my gosh, I rolled all blanks again. <laughs> I can't believe, I forgot how well you rolled for Warhammer. Yeah, yeah it, it was really yeah, great. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It was real great. Uh, well, real once it, similar to MCP, I like to take rolls off the table, right? So I was constantly using biovores for mortal wounds and spore assists for mortal wounds. Yeah. Uh, smite or whatever it was for smite, mortal yeah. wounds. Yeah. Think corn. There's no mortal wounds in old world. Yeah, yeah. for real. Um, so another real quick orc and goblin story. This one was funnier at the time because I didn't care that much about winning that game because it was against JB back in the day. It was just fun to play with. <laughs> yeah. In a blast. Um, so I had a level four goblin great shaman. Pretty expensive model. Probably well over 200 points of your 2000. First roll of the game. <laughs> for magic, he rolls a miscast, rolling the special orc and goblin miscast chart. Oh my gosh, his head explodes God. and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a single thing oh. except walk forward and then his head blew up. <laughs> and I was like, well, I lost. Huh. <laughs> That's oh. a lot of points in that guy. And then I think that caused a panic in the unit or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> Everyone ripple runs away. <laughs> uh, so real quick, to answer your question from yeah, yeah, like half an hour ago, <laughs> high elves, beastmen, uh, lizardmen, orcs and goblins, and then finally finishing, actually painting that Skaven army behind me. That's yeah. Actually Danny's, but is ours now. A fully painted Skaven army is beautiful to behold. I mean, honestly, any army that's fully painted oh, for is sure. just, whew, there are a few that really stand out. Like a fully painted high elf army, I'm a little biased, but I think they look amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skaven look awesome because there's they have so many little rats and then a bunch of big centerpiece models yeah. like a screaming bell or a plague claw catapult or a warp lightning cannon. I forgot about the screaming bell. That thing is mm. dope. Oh. Sounds more like an undead thing. But they have a big screaming bell. Oh yeah, it's a you, it's a giant. It's technically a chariot. It has this big uh, chassis carrying the, a giant um, brass bell. Okay, that's with like a wizard riding huge. on top of it. With, yeah, the gray seer on top. <laughs> And there's a big old dragon ogre pull, or not dragon ogre, rat ogre pulling the chain to ring the bell. And it goes in a unit because the, sca the the Skaven like clan rats have to push it along. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that's it, rad. Yeah. It's so, so cool. good. So that's rat rat. Throughout, actually. <laughs> so the old, uh, old rules uh, throughout the game, uh, you would roll dice based on what game turn it is mm -hmm. because, you know, the bell takes a while to start swinging. Yeah. And whatever you roll, if you roll high enough, like... You can just absolutely murk units. <laughs> yeah. Because this bell would ring, and then this emanation of magical power 
would come out. Dan oh wow, that yeah. is that is an incredible uh, wow. That yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Dan's showing him the picture from the eighth edition book. Uh, you know, I, I would even go so far as to say that is uh, officially branded Dopers McGopers. Right? Wow. So first good. best Dopers McGopers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor. What about you? What are your project ideas if you were to do five armies? Uh, Obviously dwarves. We know that one. Yeah. So I have an issue with saying yes to that one because I want to do the 10,000 thing for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing the still mania, like if we're doing the 2000 points still mania thing, five armies. Then all five of them are dwarves. All five are dwarves. No, that's not how this works. (laughs) Um, That is a cop out answer. Yeah. And it's and it works. Uh, (laughs) The math works, man. The math does work. Um, Ogres. I'd love to get ogres again. My cave ogres back would be. So awesome. I miss them so much. I feel like Ogre should have been one of my answers because, again, there's an Ogre army behind me on the show. I was shelves. surprised it wasn't, honestly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I mean, they're mostly painted. They're kind of done. Yeah, that's true. There's a couple units that need to be finished up, but nothing crazy. I, I Scrap Launcher. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, dude, Scrap Launcher. So, uh, Noblars, little tiny greenskinned cousins, just f- find like a giant rhinoceros that's covered in fur. Yeah. Strap this horrible tra- chassis onto it with a catapult yes. and fill the catapult with garbage. Yes. Weapons. Weapons. Yes. And broken glass and stuff and just throw garbage at enemy units. <laughs> I'm going to need to get a new word because so many of these things are <laughs> <gopers. laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's just... It gets the, the Tim Skull of approval. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I like that a lot. The skull of... Nope. Um, <clears throat> so, ogres, for sure. I always wanted a really nice... Giant horde uh, zombie skeleton based vampire count yeah. army just raising legions of undead around me, constantly rolling, regenerating, or whatever oh, it is. Yeah. It was, yeah, it would be so much fun! So much fun. Vampire counts are really cool, there's just the the MCR aesthetic. Yes, I love it, absolutely love it. It's my chemical romance. I joke, I understand the reference. <laughs> Just because I don't listen to him doesn't mean I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, see, and here's the thing, Dan. And I, I what? Because because you weren't into a lot of this music, but uh, when I was a young boy, yeah, oh. my father he took me to the city, which is hard because you don't have any legs. Correct to see the Black Parade. <laughs> uh, I have to agree with Dan with Lizardmen. It's not a. It's not an army. It's an arms race. It's. <laughs> It's not MCR, but it was is adjacent. Damn it. It was adjacent. Yeah, it fell out, boy. Oh, was that fall out? <laughs> yeah. I thought I had it. So especially with the new lizard models, which are just oh. unbelievably gorgeous. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. Giant lizard people. I don't know if you guys know this, but I like giant lizard people. Yes. Uh, if you want to listen to some giant lizard shenanigans. Uh, the lost giant lizard. I, where I play a seven foot tall lizard. Weirdo. Uh, very strange. Uh, the Lost Omens podcast. You find it on our website, specialcasual.com. Season one just completed with what, 160 something episodes? Yeah. I have my notes here. It was three years, two years Mm -hmm. of recording. It was was a blast. Three years, yeah. Three year season. (laughs) (laughs) Wrapped up season one, half of the campaign. Um, Let's see. So we've got ogres, uh, lizards, and it's just going through the Rolodex, like, what else is there? Uh, vampire counts, right? Exactly. Uh, I Honestly, a really nice-looking cavalry-based empire army yeah. I think would be super cool. But they're humans. Why empire would you was almost on my list there, but I've already done an empire army. Yeah. It was so super like, pretty, though. I love. I did pretty. like it. It was Averland. Oh, Marius Leetdorf. I think I yeah. still have that model. Ooh. 
I'm gonna swap number four out. We're gonna take the empire out and go empire adjacent. Uh, G- GW has said they're gonna come out with Kislev. Whoa, 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 whoa! You you didn't say Kislev was on the table. To get we don't know about Kislev yet. Uh, by the way, Kislev is on the table, and I'm I'm choosing them. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Like we all, everybody wants Kislev. Oh, come on, ice weapons? Yes. Come on, ice is my thing. It's so cool. Bears, bears. Ice, Bears, Beats. Battlestar Galactica. Right? It's like it's, it's all here. You got Ice Witches. Oh, yeah. Gospodar. You get to say all these crazy Kislev words. Kvass everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry if I helicoptered you, by the way, by saying Kislev. When you said Empire Jason, I was like, the only other one I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't sure if you're going, well, you said Cavalry Heavy. Oh, no, you said Cavalry Heavy Empire. Yeah. When you said Empire Jason, I thought you might be going Bretonian. No, I don't do French people. No. <laughs> Now Taylor. Now Taylor. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to choose. Yeah, right. Now, I, the Bretonian aesthetic is really cool, especially when the army's fully painted. Like you said, almost Again. every fully painted army is just gorgeous. But that barding on Bretonia is really nice. For some reason, just not, I've never tickled my fancy. Hmm. Just it's, never did yeah, it for It's me. one of those I'd like to look at, but I've never really been interested in playing a Bretonian army. Mm-hmm. But that's why we have Ben. That's right? why we and Doctor D and Doctor D. They're both Bretonian players. Yeah, Doctor D both? has a full Bretonian army assembled sure and painted too. really badly. Uh, Doctor D, Doctor Dylan Dyer, by the way, as I talk directly to the camera, that's not on. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> writes, keep doing it. Writes a lot of blogs over at professionalcasual.com for us uh, that I'm I have painting. found incredibly helpful about getting over my fear of painting. Yeah. For sure. I need a how to paint hair with fear without fear. Or jeans. He has an article about how to paint jeans without fear. Yeah. Didn't like you do a yellow episode. Yellow, did. blacks and whites. Yeah, and for like, all your Afrolin needs, yellows. Well, you got not episode, uh blog. Article. Article. That's what I was looking for. He had a yellow article recently, how to paint yellow without fear. Uh I need that's a big one because a lot of people don't like painting yellow. Faces um, too, and eyes. And he's yeah. done he's done a lot of great stuff over faces there. Faces and bases. For sure. What they say. And for my last 2,000 points, still mania, uh, I'm going back to my roots, which is a pun for wood elves. Wood elves? Because mm, I want army. a full tree spirit wood elf army. 2,000 points. Would you go like season themed? Because yes, like fall. back in the day, my brother had some wood elves. I painted up some. I was going to go with a winter theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? All like grays Leonard and white. one you chose? Huh? Right. It's shocking, weird. right? Strange. <laughs> Gray and white and light blue. Crazy. Um was that right? Wearing my Detroit Lions shirt. Um, would you go a seasonal theme? So if I were to pick a season, it would absolutely be fall. Autismal, yeah. It's my favorite season for sure. But I just had the crazy idea, and this is not lore, this is not canon, but doing a Sakura like full cherry blossom wood elf army would oh, be gorgeous. Yeah. That would be I didn't absolutely know what you meant gorgeous. until you said cherry blossom, then I was sold. Right? Just the pink I, leaves and I saw those uh, the the tyranids that were done like oh the, the mantis uh, yes Marcus those Lucas. were yeah. yeah those are beautiful that was, uh, that was years ago mm-hmm. I think about that often <laughs> same right uh, just one really funny point out fifteen different things we could have chosen I guess other the Tim did say Zinch but we didn't have any more chaos like. Chaos Warriors type stuff. They never did it for me. I mean, you did Beastmen, which are the children of chaos. Oh, I guess they are also chaos. Never mind. Yeah. Just you didn't have chaos. The chaos. (sighs) You got a bunch of Slanesh stuff. I have a lot of Slanesh. The thing about him is I I really, really only like Slanesh in the 40K (laughs) universe. It's pretty fair. Right? Because Slanesh is real messed up in the 40K. I mean, everything is. Slanesh just didn't get a lot of support in fantasy. 
It demons never did it for me because they were always so terrible. Yeah. I'm really hopeful. Especially demonettes. They were bottom tier. Well, they, they were the worst. The worst. I'm really Just hopeful for. Objectively the worst. Right. Exactly. I was armor piercing and that didn't matter. So they had high initiative when initiative didn't matter. Correct. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, high initiative now though, that could it's see a resurgence. That could make demonettes yeah. real good. And I bet they'll have a lot of armor bane and AP on their weapons. I would imagine. What which does armor ar bane do? Is that when you roll a six at like reduces the amount of armor or something exactly like that. that's exactly it so it's armor bane and a number usually things are armor bane one uh some big hammers and the lion uh lions of trace have armor bane two on their big so. axes um so it just reduces by that number if you roll a six yeah <laughs> so the order of operations there because that confused me at first when i first heard that so you roll to attack roll to hit roll to hit and then you immediately roll to wound for every hit you got Okay, and yep. then if pick you pick up all your six, successes and roll those again for wound rolls. And yeah, then if you roll a six on the wound roll, that will reduce or change or affect the armor save that the opponent would make. Correct. Okay. Based on if you have armor bane or not. Okay. Yep. Um, gentlemen, by the way, take away their misses. All right. So yes. when you roll to hit, you take away your misses. Okay. Got it. Because if you scoop up all the hits... Sometimes that can be a bad feeling for your opponent to be like, well, were those all hits? I, like some people do it really quick and yeah. they get good at, you know, get like practiced. So like you're saying, gentlemen, pick, you know, remove all their misses from the pile, then collect their hits to reroll. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's a shirt, by the way. Yeah. Gentlemen, remove their misses. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. Um, GRM. Uh, Got it. RM. There's something else I was going to bring up there. Was it about chaos? I lost it. Or armor. Armor is huge. Armor. Yeah, armor being a thing again. Yeah, huge in this edition. Because it used to be just like, if you don't have a two-up armor save, armor didn't matter. And so armor really used to big. be modified just all the time by strength. And it started at strength four, which is not very high. And uh, strength four would reduce armor by one. Five would reduce armor by two and so on. Um, so like a five-up armor save was often practically useless. Um, cause things, there were a lot of things that were just base strength four, or there are a lot of different weapons that give you plus one strength. So like empire halberdiers, just a dude with a halberd would cut your armor down by one. Gotcha. And there were magic items like the razor standard that would give the whole unit, uh, extra armor, armor piercing. piercing. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, like he's, unless you had a two or three up armor save, it, they were often reduced to a four or like a five or six of armor save anyway. Yep. So how has that changed in the old world? So now it's based on the weapon. So there's no there's no blanket armor piercing like, gotcha. like game wide. Your okay. weapons have AP, so AP minus one reduces armor, and that AP minus one is relatively common. AP minus two is like a great weapon. Yeah, and then like some really like uh, a cannon would probably have three. Yep. Yeah. So it's, like it's real real big things might have three, but like one or two was common. Like a hand weapon that most units have no AP, so armor is much stronger than it used to be, which is great because it felt so useless in the past. What okay. I really love about this is with less characters fighting and your armor actually mattering. Mattering? Sure. Smattering. Right? <clears throat> Smattering. That's what it was. Yep. Smothering. Um, you're, you're not going to just be pulling minis off of the table as quickly. Right. So the, I mean? so ha losing your front rank and not getting to attack back is not going to happen as often as it used to because your armor is going to matter. Okay. You know, having a shield is going to matter. They did get rid of parry. Correct. Thank God. So uh, parry was, if you had a hand weapon and a shield, Rick you had Perry? A, say again, Rick Perry, Rick, <laughs> Rick James, actually. Oh. <laughs> 
if you had a hand right. weapon and a shield, uh, if you got attacked by the front rank, um, if you got attacked in the front, excuse me, uh, after your armor save, you had a six up parry save. Kind of like an invul save? It was a ward save. More yeah, or less, which yeah. Is which doesn't make sense More because like you don't parry with right. a shield. Parry with a sword. <laughs> you it was a much shield. maligned. When you smack rule. it out of the way and leave yourself <laughs> wide open. You right. could. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, when you're dual wielding shield, you almost got it. <laughs> so now, um, did the shields just plus one armor back to plus one armor? Yep. And you can never get better than a two plus armor save. Okay. So like you can't stack a bunch of different bonuses past two plus. You used to be able to because like armor piercing could then bring it back to a possibility on a die. Gotcha. But now it's But inherently, like, before debuffs, you can never have just an automatic save, effectively. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think a one was always a failure. One was always a failure regardless, yep. but you used to be able to build like a... a there were lower up or zero like plus a, armor save. A zero but or now, negative one. Yeah, gotcha. a negative one. But now it's just, you can't get better than two plus. So, but because there's so much less armor piercing, that's not really a nerf. So previously, if you got to a zero armor save and they had an AP of two or something like that, then you'd be at a two plus. Yeah. But now you can't get to that right. negative effectively Correct. to offset And it. it was like there were a couple ways you could do it, like a, a Saurus warrior, uh, Saurus old blood with the head, natural scaly skin. And then mm. you also gave him armor, then also put him on a mount and then also gave him a shield, then gave him the enchanted shield to give him a further plus one. So there, you, there were few ways you could do it, but it was possible, but okay. no, just a two plus is the best you can get, which mm. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially and, uh, when the worst it's going to get, uh, modified typically is to a four plus, right? Still decent. So and uh, on the on the note of mounts, mounts don't just automatically give you plus one of your armor anymore. Oh, so you have I to have see that one yet. Yeah. Okay, so barding still gives you the plus one, but being mounted does not uh, it, uh, make your armor better. Along those so lines, still. I did see that monstrous <clears throat> mounts have gone back to the old rules where they just buff the rider instead yes. of having two different profiles. Yes, a monstrous mount like a dragon or a griffin or something like that. Gives you, um, they just increase the wounds and toughness of the rider. Okay. So they should like share a profile and those just get better because they're riding this big tough monster. So can it you, used to be. Can for, you remove the rider? Not anymore. You used oh, okay. to be. So it so. used to be, yeah. So it used to be. So like Dan's dragon up yeah. there in the box, right? I would shoot a cannon at it. Uh. And you randomize whether you hit the rider. Oh, or you the, randomize. You get to like target what you want. In combat, Correct. you got to target what you wanted to. But if you shot it, you would, it would get randomized. Okay. So, so you was, could potentially blow a rider right off. Yeah, Correct. That's yeah. happened to me and plenty of times. The monster would go on a like a table. It has like a monster reaction table. Yeah. Right. And it could just like stand over the corpse of its owner or it would go into a frenzy and just attack everything around it. Jeez. Or, but it was pretty cool. But it was pretty cool, but it was very confusing. It because was confusing and not good mechanically. So like Dan's rider, let's say I shot and killed the dragon with the cannon. Now he needs to remove that model and put the rider somewhere on the table. As a separate model infantry on foot. Gosh. Right? So that becomes even more confusing because where do you put it? In right. the middle of the base? They didn't really have the rules for that. You just put it down on the table somewhere. Gotcha. Near the dragon, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right? I usually tried to put it line up with the front of the model that it yeah. was on kind of thing. Hmm. And then he could go join a unit potentially, but then he was like really exposed. Did you see that there's uh, characters not in a unit rules? And like, so there's a three inch aura around units. So Gausser st type stuff? Uh, if if it's, it's Mordheim rules. So if there's a character within the three inch bubble around a unit and they're not the closest character to whatever is shooting, 
they can't be targeted. Nice. So you can oh. you don't have to have your wizards hiding in units. Correct. Is my favorite use of that. Absolutely. So your it's, wizards can be on their own to give them more. I, I don't know. Do they still have did like single models like that have 360 line of sight again? I believe that was so. a big deal back in the I'm day. I'm pretty sure. Well, because you were saying facing is really important. Extremely important. Wizards would actually have to be facing what they're shooting a fireball at. Yes. Yeah. Well, so depending on what type of spell, which one thing I do like, there's no more magic phase. Like you say, you move a magic shooting combat. Now it's strategy, movement, movement. shooting combat. And magic happens in all the different phases. Depending on your it, the spell, oh, yeah. each spell tells you what phase of the game it happens in. So I really shoot, like that. Yeah, that's I one think of the it, things I really didn't like about AOS was that the command phase is where magic happened right. and it was before movement, and I hated it. So, like, if you have a special movement type spell, like the Tomb Kings definitely do. Yeah, that happens in the movement. You cast it in the movement phase. If you have a shooting like fireball, fireball, that happens in the shooting phase. If you have a spell that like buffs your unit, that happens in the strategy phase. I don't know if there's many that happen in the combat phase. There might be some because I think the strategy one strategy one is where you do like your buffs to weapon skill and all that sort of yeah. stuff too. So I'm not I'm not sure. Now I also um, heard there's two different types of like counter spells. There's like a, uh, a wizard one, and then there's some other term that's like faded dispel. Faded, yeah. What yeah. is so that? So that's if you don't have a wizard in your army to dispel, you get one faded spell. I think per phase or per round. Um, where like just the innate powers of magic can magic, get yeah. fizzled out by people in the army. But like if you roll a double one on that, it's really bad. You can miscast on dispels now, which is cool. Yeah, it's dope. So if you roll double ones on either the wizard dispel or the fated dispel. I, I guess the fated dispel is not so because the, the miscast thing affects the wizard that tried to do dispelling. So I guess fated dispel doesn't yeah, I'm not really sure affect. Right. We need to read the rules for that. But in um, Steve uh, Mountain Miniatures... Um, review of the book stuff. He was saying all the spells are good now. Yep. Like, I, yeah, I did. You roll for your lot. spells like in the past, but it's not like, oh, great. I got this crappy spell. Um, they're all great. Like all the spells are good, but none of them are game, game breaking. Right. None of them are. Hey, that unit's dead now. Oh, my God. Because that the, that was common. The What do we call them? The common. ultimate? No, not ultimate spells. Yeah, the... We had a everybody. We had a the six dicer in the com in the yeah. You just <laughs> threw six dice and hoped you rolled double sixes, and then you would just kill the unit. It was they were so double dumb. sixes is a miscast, but it also went off with an irresistible force. You cannot dispel it by any means. Yeah, and it would just happen. But I don't. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I, I know they've. They ch I don't think there's the irresistible, irresistible force is not a rule anymore. I don't believe. Yeah. I think it's just miscast, and they have a different name for it now too. So on that on the note with uh, uh, picking spells. Um, each faction also has signature spells. So instead of having like the lore of Nehekara and then you have like seven different spells for Nehekara, there is uh, like lore of necromancy, which is where uh, undead yeah, things. I, so I love this type of thing. Right. Yes. So yeah. you would choose wah, your spells. Little wah, but and they're, they're all in the core book. But they're only signature spells. So you can swap out one of your spells for one of the signature spells oh. for like the the lore of Nehekara. So yeah. you would roll on the necromancy table and be like, no, I want this signature spell from the lore of Nehekara instead of rolling on that table. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Okay. And I one thing that Steve was saying I'm that, fairly that like it's not an obvious choice like it used to be where it was like if I can't think of a specific one. You rolled this spell like, well, I'm clearly going if I roll a three, I know I'm going to swap that swap that out for the signature spell because that spell sucks. He said now it's yeah. actually a tough choice because <laughs> the spells are just good across the board. They're all useful, especially because you do them in different phases of the game. Right. That it's not like like you said, you know, the spells that happen before movement. 
are meant to happen before movement. Yeah. No, that's that. I am a big fan of this change. Same. Yeah. You buff your units and then move them into combat. You know and it's I mean? relatively like, <laughs> simple. Uh, they said the wizards can cast all the spells that they know every turn. Yep. Because they're typically casting in different phases anyway. And it's just mm. 2d6 plus your wizard level. Don't roll snake eyes. Yeah. And then your <laughs> opponent, if they have a wizard, I think they said most wizards that are like hero level, like level one, two wizards can dispel within like 18 inches or something or 12 inches. Yeah. And then the big ones are 18 or 24. Something like that. Yeah. So if you have a, a more expensive wizard, it increases their dispel range too, which is cool. And then the cool thing about dispelling is the wizard that is dispelling the opponent's wizard spell, the opponent wizard needs to be in that range, not the target that the spell is going on to. Right? Okay. <clears throat> so the wizard who's dispelling is actually actively dispelling the wizard that's casting. And not the spell on the dudes right next to them. Correct. Mm. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like spells. I don't like being dispelled. So I like that. Yeah. I like magic. Magic is fun. Right. And it's cool. And I, apparently um, there's... I hate magic. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, when you're playing dwarves. <laughs> uh, but I guess there's a lot of showing of like kind of leveling the game down a little bit less high fantasy than 8th edition was mm. getting because it's supposed to be you know a bit in the past um there's no colleges of magic because they haven't been established yet yeah. in the timeline everyone's witches a kind of like there's not the eight lores of magic like yeah. that we know now there's, there's, still the eight there's battle magic that like a, oh. a human wizard could take uh, there's lucky magic yeah right yeah. um <laughs> But Two like a lot of that, in a, in a hole <laughs> up, and all of a sudden missiles happen. <laughs> so one thing I really like that uh, Ash was talking about in his review of the book is that it feels like a historical book, and the game feels a little bit more like that. It's almost like you're playing a more historical miniature game with some cool extra stuff like hmm. monsters and magic, but there's nothing totally game breaking like there used to be. Thank um, you know, there's not these giant. You're not bringing a comet down from the sky to destroy an entire unit at once. While that's cool, it made for negative play experience. Correct. I mean, yep. the comet of Cassandra might still be in there somewhere because that was less. But it doesn't work the same. That the, one wasn't as bad as other, like the um, Pit of Shades. Well, Dwellers Below is. Dwellers it? Below was disgusting. It's still in, but it doesn't work the same. Thank goodness. You know, they just changed. So Dwellers was essentially rolling an initi initiative test. If you fail, you die. That's a dope. Yeah. So, so like, like Dwarves with Initiative 2. 30 Only dudes. passed on a one or a two. Yeah. Yep. And you put like a template down for the spell. Or no. they were vortexes, so they would just move through a unit. Dwellers Some targeted the entire unit. Oh, that. Yeah, Dwellers were stupidly <laughs> broken. Well, so now, yeah, Dwarves or Ogres, way? half the unit's gone. Uh, lore of Life. Lore of Life. So it was any of the High Elves, the Wood Elves, the Bretonians. Empire. Bretonians. Bretonian. men. Uh, eventually Dark Elves could use it as well because they got all eight lures didn't they at some point i don't think so no not in like regular fantasy gotcha oh that might have been an end times thing probably then. now is there going to be official support for through the warhammer app for like list building and stuff or we don't know we don't. they haven't announced anything yeah, like sure. that or how about nice as far as like the monthly subscription for like just access to books and stuff or same deal i would imagine they're going to be on the warhammer app Again, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I don't, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. I also don't have the Warhammer app. So I got it for 9th edition 40K. We're in yeah. 10th. We're in 10th now. 10th. 10th See, I got now. it for 10th edition because they, the list builder was free mm. and it had all the rules in it. So I was just seeing what kind of orcs I had. I definitely subscribed to it, I think, sometime during 9th. Gotcha. 
uh, we never played. I mean, we played one pregame of ninth before it was like officially out or whatever when they had just the primer. But yeah, yeah I thought I it think. was. I thought it was a value personally. I played ninth. I I enjoyed it. I'd like to try tenth at some point. But if they, I've if heard tenth is very good. Yeah. I bought the Leviathan box. We should. I got a bunch right. of works. Yeah. <laughs> if they add, if they put old world stuff in the Warhammer app, that would definitely I'll, I'll make probably me get it. seriously consider yeah. getting, yeah. especially if there's an army builder, because right. I love the the granularity of building a fantasy list. But having an app to make it a little bit easier is always nice. Yeah. And there's some sites already, and they're they're really fantastic. But I, having official support, yeah, is yes. always great. I mean, yeah. everybody loves that, right? For sure, especially if it's a free army builder, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> a free army builder with like uh, paid up some kind of upgrade to it. Yeah. I don't think is a terrible. Yeah, I think thing. that would be great for sure. For sure. I'm not sure how, exactly how it works in the Warhammer app for 40k, but I feel like people are generally pretty pleased with it. Um, and like the the army lists builder stuff they have for free for AOS is not bad at all. No, I've heard it's great. Uh, the, the only thing that I don't like about it is a little confusing because AOS's rulebook situation is confusing. Yes, so I absolutely. Like I have Slanash Demons. I don't know... Um, what I can actually use. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what rules I need. I don't know what I have. I don't know. What yeah. I really hope old world doesn't go the whole general handbook way where you yeah, have to sure. buy this new book every year. Like they used to get the general's compendium in, in fantasy that came out like twice that added options. I don't yeah. want a book we have to buy every year to play, you know, in any kind of event on the flip side, that would be nice if they're not going to update legacy armies super quickly. Yes. And they update the the what nine that we currently have having another little like, hey, here's a little buff for the legacy armies because they're falling behind would be kind of nice. Yeah, I wouldn't you know mind I mean? that at all as a general's compendium or something like yeah. so are they going to release like the card packs and stuff for the legacy armies? I don't think no, because they said they're they're not getting support beyond the PDFs. OK, at yeah. this time until they potentially change their mind. And there's a keyword is at this time <laughs> that might change. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? They've been, they, they, they've been clear that they're not getting support now. Yep. Uh, but they haven't gone so far as to say they will never get support. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Honestly, For sure. As far as communication, you especially know? when you have new, um, things that are coming out already. Yeah. Right. Is like, and I mean like key slave and cathay Kith- and all that sort of stuff. So there's other we things that they're focused coming on. before too long. I would imagine. So what were the total 15 that we didn't answer? Because Kislev and Cathay are on there. Or, no. so, the, so the 15 no, we had, well, we have the nine that are getting support. We mm-hmm. got Empire, Bretonians, uh Dwarf Holds, High Elves, Wood Elves, Beastmen, Warriors of Chaos, Tomb Kings, and Orcs and Goblins. Yep. And then Legacy, we've got Dark Elves, Lizardmen. Uh, Chaos Dwarves are actually in that list. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. they had that Forge World list. Yep. Uh, Skaven. Uh, demons ogres ogres is there one more um and i think that's it chaos base oh, vampire counts oh, oh yeah. vamps so yeah. that makes vampire counts makes 15 yep yeah i think i think that's, that's it. it i might i feel like i'm missing something because eighth edition definitely had 15 demons but I said, said demons. demons. Did you? Okay. But chaos stores weren't part of that list back then because they were a forge roll <laughs> right. only. Check the front of the Storm of Magic book. It's got all <laughs> right. I'm trying to think of the list. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, I mean, it would be 17 with Kislev and Cathay. Okay. Right. So, I mean, that's that's huge. And like, even if they just add Kislev and Cathay uh, as like fully supported armies, that still gives 11. That's still a lot of choice. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. Still a lot of models. And but like you can still use your other stuff as long as you're not at a GW shank- sanctioned event. Yeah, they just said they're not going to. Yeah. And how, how many of those do we have around the world? Zero here. Wait, what's that? Right. So you can't use legacy armies at GW events? At GW right. sanctioned events. They're oh. not going to be tournament legal. But like if we hold a tournament at the Bearded Dragon. And that's that's what I've heard legal. people say. It's like local game stores are not going to say yeah. you can't play it. They have rules, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what like big things like LVO Adepticon bring in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll see what what goes on with that. Yeah. If it's something that's GW supported, they won't be elite, don't be allowed. But right, I don't. That will be less of a deal as we get further into this game. I yeah, think mm-hmm. for sure. And I mean, it coming out now a whole year to go for the next LVO and Adepticon that it'll be at potentially. You know, we got a lot of time to see what legacy armies are actually brought in if mm-hmm. they are, right. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Skaven's going to come in real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Skaven is definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. For sure. Hey, but thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for chatting Whoa. with me about the old world. Uh, that went by quick. I just yeah. blacked out. <laughs> what, right? What did we talk about? <laughs> we got another month to uh, to sit here and record stuff right now? Or <laughs> right. <laughs> right? We don't have the rules yet, and there's so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for real. Uh, so I hope you learned a little bit there, Tim. I learned a lot, actually, yeah. Put a lot of it into context. Are you so excited? I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm impressed that you remembered your answer from last episode. Wow, rude. You know, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying I'm impressed because I wouldn't remember. No, oh, really. gotcha. I remember what I said because it was a joke. Yeah, I'm excited. He's stoked and you're super excited. So I'm so excited I named my kid after Felix Yeager. It's true. That's the that's what it is. You know what I'm super stoked for? The King Ding Dabble Dongers and Professional Cake mm. Centers over at Professional Casual mm. at patreon.com slash professional casual. Mm. Thanks for the reminder that I have a list in front of me and I need to read names <laughs> on. <laughs> no, but honestly, huge thanks uh, to to our patrons because they they just make it so we can do what we do. Mm. They're fantastic. Love all of you. Uh, those are the top tier. Thank you so much for, for your contribution to our gaming hood. More or less. Yeah. Uh, X-Pax is Krob, uh, Dagna, Cider Drinker, Tony Hothands, Otis, Leroy, Iron Maze, Wizard Skills, Bicon, Briar Mage, Tau, and Cliff Jumper. Oh, Cliff Jumper. We get to see him next week. I'm so excited. For real. Uh, nice. So, so excited. Uh, there's many different tiers of the professional casual Patreon. You get things like access to the Discord at some of the, the very... Um, even at some of the more affordable tiers, you get access to the Discord. You get episodes a week early for many of the podcasts across the network. Videos for or video format for a lot of those shows as well. In addition to being able to play games with us and getting all sorts yeah. of extra cool prizes and support. Uh, but we really appreciate everyone. And pick out tattoos feedback. that go on some of our bodies. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a thing that we made a promise for <laughs> that is actively happening now. So, some good stuff that people have suggested in the Discord. There, I, so one of the things that's absolutely amazing about the Professional Casual Network community, especially on the Discord, is we have some incredibly talented and creative people in that group. Not mm-hmm. only are yeah. some of the painting channels just constantly being filled with just insanely great stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they're picking out tattoos to have us place upon our bodies, they are showing up with both creative ideas and very well drawn ideas. Yeah. So yes, yep. one one of our pay, one of our Discord members like commissioned another Discord member to design the tattoo. Yep. And it looks awesome. And it, it does. looks awesome. It looks so good. I yep. kind of hope that one wins. I have been actively avoiding it because I don't want to see the derail. I just want to know what the end is instead yeah. of worrying about all of the things that they might <laughs> want on us. No, I've been grabbing a cup of coffee and just sitting there every morning reading them over and over again. It's right. fantastic. 
Uh, other ways you can help support the network is check out our Twitch, twitch.tv slash professional casual yeah. network, where we uh, play minis games. Old World will definitely be part of that uh, as soon as we have rule books and rules in hand. Uh, we play Marvel Crisis Protocol a lot, um, some Star Wars Shatterpoint. Taylor paints minis on his hobby hangout on Monday nights. Uh, Tim streams all kind of video games, tons of Warcraft and Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, and join the guild, bro. All kinds Mom, of stuff uh, during the week. Um, our good friend Ben plays a bunch of Souls games on the weekend. Ben's got a bunch of Soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so much stuff happening there. Cannot wait to get some uh, Old World on the table for you guys so we can give you our, uh, you know, have a good time with us while we play and we can yeah. give you our impressions of playing the game. From what I understand, it's it's Warhammer. It's, you know, it's Warhammer it's back, Fantasy. Baby. It's back. And sounds like better than ever, I've, dare I say. I've been right here. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> Waiting for you to come home. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thank you, every single one of um, one of you, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Do you know what actually really draws me to the Tomb Kings and like the Undead Boys? Hmm. Uh, it's a dead game. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.